So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Elena S. Blair, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? <laughs> I am excellent. How are you doing today? Oh, my word. Uh, so good. You know, it's one of those days that like I've been stewing on, you know, when you're like stewing on this idea for a really long time and you're trying to make it come to fruition and then finally things start to like click into place just a little bit and make it a little bit more real. I know that was really abstract, Elena. Um, <laughs> but today, I get it though. Trust me, place. I get it. <laughs> yeah, like, I like the exactly graphics will be made. It's going from idea stage into like reality. And uh, so, and so I'm feeling really good. If you would have asked me yesterday, Elena, this would not have been a fun conversation. I would have, uh, yeah, I would have been probably grumpy. Feeling a lot more stressed. <laughs> well, I'm feeling much better now. Alina, That's where are good. you out of? I'm glad to hear. Where am I? I am in Seattle, Washington. Nice. Yeah. Uh, tell me tell me about Seattle. Have you uh, born and raised? Did you move there? Nope. I was born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, actually. So very different than here. Um, I moved here 18 years ago. That makes me feel very old, but um, 18 years ago to go to college. So I went to Seattle U um, for nursing school, actually. So another lifetime when I had another career. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so I've lived here for 18 years. This is home. Um, I love it here so much. That's a great That's place. That's awesome. And I love I love everything that you're up to. So obviously, Elena has played photography. Um, but then also getting into all this stuff with the Lady Boss workshops uh, with Sandra Cohen. And so I'd love to chat about that a little bit. But before we get to the present day of where you're at, let's rewind a little bit here. So like, have you always considered yourself a creative? No, I haven't. It's funny. I was just talking about this on Instagram this week, actually, that I, because I had, I had the safe job, you know, I went and did the right thing out of, out of high school. I got, went to college and became a nurse, which was a very rewarding career, but, um, not fulfilling. And when I first started, you know, on the photography path, it took me many years to even say I was a photographer. If somebody asked me, what do you do? I would just talk about the fact that I was a nurse. And if anyone asked me if I was creative, I would have always said that I was not a creative person. Um, and it took Pretty me a while to creative, discover that. I think everybody's creative. I think that, it, that everybody has that 
innate, you know, something burning inside them to make something, whether that be something that is, you know, quote unquote art. So photographs or, you know, painting or whatever, but, or maybe you are it, the way that you create is with software design or, you know, there's just so many ways that people can be creative. I just think it's when you're using your, your mind to its fullest capability, but for whatever reason, for me, when I was, you know, going that, that normal path, creativity didn't seem like something that was celebrated. It was almost like, okay, well you have to do the, you know, more straight and narrow thing. And then you, the creative stuff is always going to be a hobby or you're only creative if you're really good at drawing. I don't know. I just had those really weird stereotypes in my mind that I feel like now I'm just really trying to bust through for myself and for anybody that I, that I get to connect with. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Hearing you answer this, it's, it's really intriguing. If you know, obviously we're going to get links in the show notes for everyone to go check out your work. But like, even as you talk about this, what I love about creativity, I'm, I'm going to throw some things at you and you tell me if this is accurate or not. I feel sure. like as I look at your work, I, I see serendipity occurring. I see you kind of showing up in moments, uh, and allowing humanity to take place and, and preserving that. Um, I guess, can you unpack a little bit about like your approach to photography, like your approach to shooting? I love it that you said that because when that's what I, um, I always say that what I'm trying to do with my work is to capture a little piece of humanity. That's funny that you said that exact word. Cause I always say that. Um, and, and I did not know that either. Just I, know, to be clear. I know, I know that was kind of cool. I love that you said that. Um, and the reason that I say that though, is because my approach to photography is with the way that I, what I say is moments over perfection. I, um, and you know, along here, we go back to that creative thing. When I was first getting really into photography, I kind of almost burned myself out at the beginning because I thought that in order to be a family photographer, I needed to be doing, you know, that really traditional portrait of everybody looking at the camera. Um, and my personal work, like when I was photographing my children was very different than that. It was very messy and breaking all the rules and using light in an interesting way. And when things really blossomed for me, and when I really started to feel like, um, everything took off was when I let perfection go and just started photographing what I felt. And so family means a lot to me, um, for so many reasons, but, and it, it does to many people. I know this is obviously true. And, um, I always, when I'm photographing a family, I just allow myself to kind of really relate to them, um, get very intimate with them, like in what I'm talking about and close. I, I shoot with a 35 and a 50 almost exclusively. So I'm usually right up in there. And, um, and I allow myself to just kind of capture those little moments that I'm seeing happening. I really do a lot of guiding and directing, but, um, yeah, I want it to feel like something. I don't want it to look like something. That's kind of how Can I you unpack more about this, this concept of like photographing what you feel. Um, because as much as it's what you feel, you're also discussing like empathy in regards to what the, what the client feels and that relationship. And I even like what you're talking about in regards to being intentional, uh, with your lens choice, 35, like I, I relate so much to you, like Elena, like my 35 millimeter is on my camera at a wedding day. Like probably, I probably walk with 80% of my shots on a 35 and I just love that presence. I love being in there. I love the presence of a moment. I want, I want to hear a little bit more about maybe some of the ways that you're, you're approaching photographing what you feel with your clients, how you allow them to warm into that, how you allow people to enter into that space. What are the, some of these things that you're doing? Yeah. So that's, um, you know, what, what I would say that first and foremost, this goes back to, you know, knowing who you're trying to 
to reach, right? Knowing your ideal client, your ideal audience. And so what I put out there in, in the world, you know, on, on um, Instagram and on my portfolio is these very touchy feely close up images. So the kind of people that come to me are usually very connected to my work already and connected to me. I'm pretty open about my personality and whatnot on, you know, everywhere on the, um, on the internet. And so when they connect, when they come to me, I feel like they're really expecting that because I think that's one thing that a lot of people say, like, how do you get this close to people? And I touch them, you know, I like ask them where, how I want them to be or or place them where I want them to be. And I think that that's the, that's how it starts is that they see what I'm offering and they're ready to kind of be part of that. If that makes sense. Um, they're ready to, to, you know, allow me to make them into that artistic expression of mine. Um, and the way that I, you know, one of the biggest things that I, that I do is I really care. I, I try to talk to every single family member, um, in a way that is meaningful and respectful, even though, you know, the children and the babies and like, what I'll say to the parents, you know, is like, gosh, isn't your wife amazing? Look at these beautiful children you have, like, look at what you guys have done. Being a parent is hard, but man, you guys are killing it. Look how beautiful, you know, just that kind of thing. Like I really talk to them like that and they just start to unfold in front of me a little bit. It's very, it's very personal. Um, my type of family photography, (laughs) and I know that's not for everyone and it's, you know, but that's the beauty of, of art, right. Is that it's, there's, you know, there's a photographer for everybody, but yeah. I love it. Let's, I'm going to go self-awareness on you here. What are some of the things that you feel like make you great at this? Because this is hard. Like as I look at this work, um, as I look at this type of energy, the presence being so close, uh, intimate 35 millimeter, like I, I think there's a lot of photographers and I understand this, that there's a, um, it's, you know, to, to be back and to kind of look in at a moment, you know, 7,200 flying a wall to allow everything to unfold, but for you to really be in there, mm-hmm. what do you feel like makes you particularly, um, good at that? Yeah. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, there are some photographers who love those long lenses and their work is just a different expression and that's fine. That's what I always want people to know. You know, there's, not one way to do it. But for me, I think the reason that I am good at it is I am 100% an extrovert and I am very, very, um, you know, I'm, I'm a people person. I don't know any strangers. I can make a friend with anybody and I am not afraid to connect with them in that way. I'm not shy. Um, and I never have been. So I think that that is why it works for me and why I'm good at it. And now when I'm teaching people about this, and I'm trying to you know help people who are introverts kind of, because there are you know people who are introverts that want to have this kind of photography be, you know, what they're doing. They can do it too. It's just the way that they speak to them and approach them is just going to be different and softer probably. But um, I do think it's because I'm really good with people. So I'm the youngest of six kids. <laughs> so I, I'm a big family. <laughs> lots of learn that you got to speak up. Yeah. Lots of chaos in my household. So yeah, I think that that's, that that's so fun. And I actually remember when we were at creative live together, I just remember like you were a ball of energy. You were, um, like I did, I just, I 100% remember that about you. I remember your smile. I remember your conversations. I remember, um, just what you brought. You didn't wait for people to approach you. You just welcomed people in. And I think that was, it was just awesome. Um, so it was a complete no <laughs> oh brainer. I was on today. so nervous that during that, that, uh, that, creative that terrifying? Can, oh my gosh. Creative <laughs> lives can be so terrifying, but yes, that was, that was a fun week though, for sure. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So look, I you, you in the best way, um, you push. And I love this. And I'm going to point out a few ways that you push. I love how you push for elevating women in this industry. I love how you push for discussing that making money is okay. I love how you push even in the direction of, of the, your approach to shooting, how you're, you're abandoning the, you know, the, the 85 for portraiture. You're abandoning the 7,200 for portraiture and you being so present and in there. Um, uh, I love the way you push even in regards to sales. Like you're, you're, you're running an incredibly successful studio and yet you're not doing IPS in-person sales that, that there's a different approach that you have. And so I, I want to unpack so many of these things. Um, and I'm like, wait, wait, man, which way do we want to go first? Let's <laughs> look. We're on the six figure photography podcast. And I have a feeling that, um, you and I relate in a lot of ways to this. So let's talk money for a little bit here. Yeah, let's do Why it. do you feel like this is, um, this is taboo and maybe we can even go niche with this taboo within the overall industry, taboo within family dynamics, taboo within, uh, different roles. You know, I don't know if it's more taboo for a woman to talk about this than a man, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about money. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's so interesting because you know, we were, before we went, went live, we were talking about mindset and I've been reading a ton of books about money mindset because, um, even though I'm willing to talk about it, we all have these weird, money blocks. And it's so, it's so interesting because it's almost like it's considered rude to talk about money. Um, or that it's, you know, you're greedy if you would like to be successful financially, especially for women. And I think that the reason, and I don't know, I mean, I, you know, I don't know why our society has made it this way, but I think for a lot of women that I know and the women that I hear in my community, is that a lot of them have a dual earning household. And so their spouse or their partner is um, bringing in money. And so they almost feel like it's greedy to want to make money doing something artistic. It's very, it's a, it's a mind, it's a block, it's a mental block. And um, what I try to help them work through is like, Hey, even if your partner is earning significant income, you deserve to be compensated for your talent for what you're doing. You're out there away from your family for a couple of hours, you know, or whatever, whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and so it's, it's too hard to break through some of those mindset blocks. And I think that for women too, we just feel guilty about everything. That's kind of like in our nature. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but you know what Sandra and I try to really preach to these, to people in, in general is like, you can change the world when you have financial means, like you can do big things. Um, and it takes money to do those things. And that's okay. Like you can't, you can't keep serving your clients. You can't keep loving them. You can't keep producing feels for them. You can't yeah. <laughs> like, unless you're in business. Yeah, absolutely. And you need to be making a profit. Like that's, you know, it, it, if this is going, it's okay. If this is just your, if this is just your hobby, wonderful. There are some really talented hobbyists out there that are just doing beautiful things. But if you want this to be a business, then you need to take it seriously and um, figure out how to make a profit. And sometimes that takes really busting through some of those mindset blocks, which by the way, I have them. <laughs> I totally have them too, you know? So I'm teaching myself as I, as I teach other people to, to get through those things. 
podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy booth. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated GIFs and photographs. Now, here's the deal. I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first, out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've I've had other photo booths. I still own another photo booth, but the Givy booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It it's like a it's the size of like a laptop bag essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress-free. It also has like built-in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy Booth. Go check it out at giphy.com, G-I-F, yyy.com three y's g-i-f-y-y-y.com by the way use the coupon code sfp2017 for some dope discounts maybe just mention my name too you know ben hartley sfp2017 uh is the code uh to go check this thing out i own one and i promise you i'm buying another this year as well Next up on my thank you list is Freedom Edits. You guys, look, the end of the day, you can't grow your business if you are doing everything. It's just a, it's a fact that we all have to face. And to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing, by the way, when I say bulk editing, like I get to still, you get to still choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit, the beautiful portfolio shots, the stunning bridal portraits, whatever it is that you get excited about, please keep editing that. But all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul please go check out Freedom Edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch. This is the thing. It's the personal touch. Like the intentional decisions that that uh, Freedom Edits, by the way, in-house editors, not like outsourced, in-house editors make, I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They like, like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off-camera flash and and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, Do you want to save a couple days this week? Then go do this right now. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. You, you mentioned uh, Sandra here. So can you kind of introduce what you two are doing with Lady Boss Workshops? Yeah, I would love to. So um, she and I are, we love to say this because it's true. We're competition. We live within, four, we live 40 blocks away from each other in Seattle. Um, we both are family photographers and we both have thriving businesses. And when we got together, as when we really started to become friends was in 2016. So it's been a couple of years. Um, we were kind of just having a cocktail or two. <laughs> and we were kind of, we were saying like, why is it that everybody is complaining about competition and everybody complains about 
um, the business being saturated and that they're not able to actually make a profit. And we've seen so many peers burn out, right, after five years or whatever. Uh, and we started to just kind of discuss what it was we were doing. We realized that we were both had gone outside of the industry of photography to learn business and that we were really good at marketing. She's really good at SEO and like online, like her website management marketing. And I'm really good at social media marketing. And so we first, what we did was started helping each other. So I gave her my strategies for social media and she gave me hers for, um, for SEO. And both of us saw like huge increases in each other, in our businesses. And so then we're like, we've got something to share here. And we want to see, we want to see more women succeed because as even though there are a lot of women in the photography industry, it's still pretty male dominated. And, um, and so we are like, we want to help, you know, these women get past some of this stuff, like get, think, you know, that marketing isn't going to be salesy if you do it correctly. And you're not going to bother people. Cause that's what we hear a lot of women say that to you. Like, I don't want to post on social media. I feel like I'm going to bug people. I'm like, uh, this is your job to post on social media. We got to get you, to, we got to get you to do this. So kind of helping women with that, because we do feel like, you know, this can benefit. So you're having a photography business, if you're doing it in a way that's meaningful um, and successful is so fulfilling and can really change your life. And so we really wanted to just be able to rise up leaders, female leaders in the photography industry. We don't, not that we don't care about you dudes, but you know, we kind of just trying to, to help out the, the, the part of the industry that we feel like is underrepresented. So, I get you. Yeah. I totally get you. That's amazing. So then, um, what are some of the things that, that you two really, really dive into? Uh, and, and what is, I mean, what is the format with this? Is Lady Boss Workshops, is this something that you guys are doing locally? Is this, is this online groups? Is this a podcast? Like how does this look and how can, how can girls actually go check this out? Yes. So, um, we started it, you know, a couple years ago as all new endeavors start kind of not knowing what we were doing <laughs> and just wanted to, to build something kind of like what you were saying just was as we started this podcast when you have all these ideas and they come to fruition and you're like, yes, this is working. Um, and so we had an, uh, we had our first course, which did really well, but we listened to the feedback and realized that what we were, we were giving too much information at once. Um, so right now we don't have any, um, paid offerings. We just really are trying to put out content and serve our community. Cause we have, so we have a Facebook group. Um, and then we're, we took it to YouTube actually. Um, so we have been, doing, putting out two YouTube videos a week. And, um, we have a blog, um, all free information, mostly because we just want a lot of, a lot of what we do, I feel like is just giving these women permission to be successful. Yeah. And that's, it's like what you were talking about earlier with giving, having, yeah. giving yourself permission yeah. to make money. Yeah. And, um, and we do that with also by giving them really actionable, you know, tips and things that they can do to grow their business. But most, I would say that what we do is we teach marketing. Um, we don't say that because a lot of people don't know that word is a scary word. And I feel like people who are trying to make it in business don't understand marketing is, you know, what you need to do. I, that sounds like a weird thing, but it's true. Like people, they just want to book clients. That's all they, that's what they say. We want more clients. I'm like, well, you've got to be learn how to be a marketer. But so we're, we, we just do that in a way that's super approachable. And, um, and you know, she and I, well, she was a teacher. I was a nurse. She grew her business with newborn twins. I grew mine with a three-year-old and a newborn. And so we like to say that too, like, Hey, we don't have more hours in our day. We just figured it out. And now we want to help you figure it out. So, um, right now, yeah, everything that we're offering is free. We've got tons of free content on our website, which is really cool. Um, and we're restructuring how we, you know, courses and that kind of thing at this point, but 
I love this. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of YouTube. So is it just lady boss workshops yep. on YouTube? Yep. That's what we are. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube is fun. <laughs> it's really fun. We're enjoying it a lot. We're total dorks and, you know, unapologetic about that, but yeah, we're, we love it. So that's awesome. So uh, you talked about giving yourself permission, um, giving yourself permission to make money. What are some other things that you feel like, um, this, this industry, uh, maybe let's even go, let's go a little bit more specific here to the photographer who is in month one and let's not even go photographer, man. This is like universal. Oh, yeah. Like, let's go like, you are a solopreneur, you are a creative entrepreneur, you are starting a business and maybe we'll go down the niche of like, um, producing something, you are making something, maybe you're an, a writer or an oil painter, but like, what are some of the things that you believe we need to give ourselves permission, uh, to, to do, to feel, to, to believe? God, that's such a good question. Um, I think that we need to give ourselves permission to, um, to be creative and call that a profession. It's because for me, I think that, and it was a huge roadblock for me. I, you know, I come from a, my generation of my, in my family is highly educated. And here I was with this degree that I was about to not use anymore. And I was still paying the debt off on for it, by the way, and, um, was going to go and be creative. And it felt so, I felt like such a fraud. I felt like such an imposter. I was like, what am I doing? Like, who do you think you are, Elena? You can't mm -hmm. be a photographer. You're not, you didn't go to college for this. You didn't, you know, you don't have any formal education in this. And so I think that if you give yourself the permission to call your creative gift a profession, as soon as you can, like say it out loud, I'm a photographer, I'm an oil painter, like whatever it is that you do. I think that that's that just little mindset shift there is going to help. Even if you have to tell yourself over and over again, that it's okay to be making money, doing something that you're, that you're creating, like doing something creative. I think that's kind of it. It's hard yeah. to get over that one. That you love. Too. I think that's probably the heart. Like that's maybe the nuance as well. It's like how, how, like, I don't know if I believe it. Like I get to do what I love. I get to like, you know what I mean? And and make money doing it. Like, of course you feel like a fraud. It feels like you're just playing everything. And you day. almost feel guilty. It's almost like, you know, I, um, and it's, it's interesting because I'll have, now that I've done it, um, my, one of my, one of my sisters is a doctor and she's an amazing physician and she loves being a doctor. So I'm not, not bringing this, uh, the profession, the profession of being a doctor down at all. But what she said to me just this last weekend, she's making dinner and she said, you're so lucky. You get to do something creative every single day. She's like, I don't do anything creative ever. And I want, I said, well, go do something creative then. You don't have to be making money to do something creative, you know? And she's like, yeah, but look, but you're, you are making, I mean, to be quite honest, I'm making as much as her, you know, doing something that I love. And she's like, this is, it, it, she almost, and I don't, then I, I felt self-conscious about it. This is Sunday. So I'm just saying this still happens. Like in my mind, I was thinking, feeling guilty almost like, yeah, why are you working as a doctor 12 hour days? And I get to, you know, be in my pajamas if I feel like it working from home most of the time. And then I had to remind myself, don't feel guilty. You've worked your ass off. This is a, you know, we're all working hard. We're all doing what we love. She's really is doing what she loves too. But you know, it's just a, it's, I don't know. I think when you're, when you love what you're doing and you made a job for yourself, there's just that you always are going to question yourself a little bit. I mean, that's kind of comes with the territory, I think. 
Yeah. And I, I like, we just live in a different age now. Like in 2018, like you can, you can actually do what you love. And, and if you want it bad enough and you're willing to work hard enough, uh, cause it's, no. not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. You can figure out a way to monetize just about. It's kind of magical. And it blows I know, it's my kind mind. of amazing. It's completely magical. It's not yeah. kind of magical. Elena, this is completely mother effing magical. I know. And I, it's funny because now I feel like, you know, in you, you and I have been at this a while. So that's the thing too. If you're just, if you're listening to this and you're new, like don't, don't get discouraged, like be inspired. Like it just takes, you know, some grit and it takes some cre- it takes creativity. Like business is just as creative as, as the art side of our business. Right. And, um, but it's like, you can do it. You know, you can do it. And, I, and now that I'm at this, so I see someone with a, whatever business they have bakery or something, you know, and I'm like, Ooh, how are we going to scale this? Like in my mind, I'm thinking like all, all about all the ways. Cause it's just so cool with the, with the internet, you know, now you can kind of make anything into this amazing business. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it absolutely is. Um, keep showing up like that's that on that note, you know, the, to the, to the person that you just called out, you're like, if you're feeling yeah. discouraged <laughs> hearing these stories, it's like, it's, 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 you have to keep showing up. Like you just have to keep, keep showing up and whether showing up means going to your living room, uh, or, or going to the basement and shutting the door. For me, it was my garage for a long time and just like head down, uh, at the computer. It's, it's showing up at people's doors. It's showing up at vendors doors. It's continually asking and asking and asking, knowing that you're going to be told no. And when you get told yes, it's like the craziest thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what people, you know, that are, um, you know, in my, in the family photography industry or, or, you know, one where you're getting, uh, you know, you want clients to be coming to you by, you know, referral or whatever, or online, you know, when they're saying, I'm just not getting, I'm not hearing anything. I'm hearing crickets. And I'm like, dude, at the beginning, you know what I was doing? I was photographing every friend and family members, family I could for free. I mean, I was just out there and I had no time. I don't even know. I don't remember how I did it. And it's one of those things where you're like, because you just do it when you have passion and you want to succeed, you just get out there and you do it. And eventually things start to fall into place, but it takes hours and hours and hours of, of going out there and doing it. It's not going to come to you. You have to, you have to work hard. So, yeah. yeah. You have to take it. Yeah. You absolutely do. Um, so let's uh, look, I want to go this, this last route here with this, because when you mentioned this, I was like, Oh, Elena, we got to talk about this. Uh, and so I want to, I want to, I want to end on this note. Can you tell So, so look, there's this whole big print movement that's going on and I am in full swing with it. I love print and I'm sure you do too. Like I love print and it's a, it's a massive part of our business and what we do, what we provide for our clients with print, um, and in-person sales. Right. And so you don't, and I'm really excited about this. I think that this is, is really neat to talk about. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on in-person sales and your thoughts on running a business that is successful, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't do it. Yeah. I would love to talk about that. So what's funny. Okay. So I've been at this about 10 years. So when I first broke into the industry as a wee photographer, not knowing at all what I was doing, um, I tried it, you know, I definitely tried some of that stuff. And what I learned very quickly was that as I got into like the, you know, we won't go into the ideal client avatar, but as I got into that, I realized that my dream client doesn't have time for in-person sales. Um, my dream client is, 
a very busy, like my ideal client is a busy mom in Seattle. Um, I know everything about her and she doesn't have time for that, but she wants high quality photographs. She wants them and she's going to print them on her own. By the way, they do. My clients print them all on their own all the time and they order from me online. So I use shoot proof, which is my favorite um, proofing site. Yay. Shoot proof. We love you. And um, they can order right from there. Plus what we do include with our all inclusive package is a um, signature book. We use Miller's if, um, and so they do get something printed. They do get something tangible because I do like to make sure they have something from their session. But, um, so back in the day though, I got called so many horrible things in the beginning. Um, another business that I have that we haven't talked about. So I do in-person retreats with my friend, Brie Thurston. She and I both used one time, um, she got this message that someone called her the Walmart of photographers. And, um, I got called, uh, I got called out by a local girl saying that I was undercutting the industry, which by the way, at the beginning I was, I was charging like nothing, you know, I've learned my, learned my way. Um, but anyway, my point being is that I like to say, so I, as I did in-person sales, it wasn't working for me, by the way, it was not working for me. I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't have the time for it. So I didn't have the time to do it justice. And my clients, that's not what they wanted. Um, I was trying to sell them something they didn't want. And so what I did was restructured, charged enough for the digital and album to make a significant profit. And then when they purchase prints from me, it's icing on the cake. So I know what I'm, I'm paid what I want to make before I ever even see the client before I go to the shoot. Um, I'm super efficient. I outsource editing now. And so I'm really only spending a couple of hours on each session. So it's a really high profit margin. Um, so now I'm like, call me a shoot and burner. If you want, I made $180,000 just on my portrait business. So, um, it happens, you know, it's, it can be done. And what I want people to know is that if you want to sell products, great. That has to be something that you feel passionate about though. If you don't, it doesn't mean you can't be a successful photographer. It doesn't. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. To, it's fun to hear. Here's what I love. I love that I'm hearing the conviction and the passion in your voice that it sounds like, and maybe we could push back a little bit, but it sounds like the intentionality behind this, well, it's just that. It's intentionality. You know the game that you're playing. You know the clients that you're serving. For example, we have a couple brands. We have another brand for for photography that is a it's a more consumer level photography studio. And I know the game that we're playing. I know the convenience factor that we offer. I know the price point that we deliver it. I know the speed that it happens at. I know the value that it is. And it's not IPS. Um, but it's, it is exactly what yeah. it needs to be. Um, and I think that's maybe the big thing. It's like, no, when, whatever decision you make in your business, if you're going to go IPS, if you're not, if you're going to do portraiture, uh, if you're going to do weddings, if you're going to mix it, if you're going to go one or the other, like just know what you're doing and, and believe in it and then go full yeah, force. Yeah, know who you're direction. serving too. I think that a lot of it has to do with really knowing who your, like who your ideal client is. Cause like there are some people, you know, who want that handholding experience. They want to go into a studio and touch all this stuff and that's a big deal for them. That's wonderful. There is a photographer for that person. That's what's so cool about our industry. That's why I don't believe in competition because there are so many people that need what we're offering. You just got to know who you're talking to. And, um, yeah. And you know, the thing that's in interesting too, is a lot of people who do in-person sales also sell digital files. They just sell them at a premium. And, um, and most clients also buy the digital files. So we, that, I mean, I would say that most in-person sales 
photographers would say that. So it's like, I just, yeah. And it's exclusive. like, like our clients get them. They, they, they just have the digitals. Like it's a part of it, but it doesn't mean that I can't also do IPS. And it also doesn't mean that I can't be successful at IPS either. Like you don't have to hold something hostage from your client in order to force them into buying something else. You can serve them. And I do believe it is serving, especially with weddings. Uh, Maybe portraiture could be a different conversation, but you can do that. And also offer print. Like, I think there's this concept that it's that it's mutually exclusive, that it's one way or the other. Um, and I think that is a, uh, you know, I know we're being all like lovey-dovey <laughs> and all open-minded and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I also think it's an archaic belief that uh, that I it's agree. one or the other. Because, yeah, um, many, most of my clients... I, d- I think that is something yeah. that is... Yeah, most of mine also purchase on top of it. And uh, and like I said, we do include a complimentary book, Um and so we, we do, I value, trust me, I value prints and I value the tangible like everyone else. But I also realize that we're in a very digital time and digital files are archivable. They are shareable. Um, people want them. So it's okay to do both. It's okay to offer both of these things. It just is. And that, I just, I, I don't like the, that bullying that happens in the industry. You know, even at WPPI this year, like some some guys, you know, came up when I, I told him about my business model. He's like, oh, you're leaving money on the table. But I'm like, well, maybe I am, but I don't think so. I think I'm doing just fine. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Sure. And you also know what that works yeah. for you, you know, like in terms of working for you, your family, what, what you need, you know what I mean? Um, and for some people, it's it's not the thing that, that, yeah, that works for them. Absolutely. So, yeah. Wild. Um, look, Elena, where can people find you online? Where can they learn more about Lady Boss workshops uh, that you and Sandra Cohen are doing? Uh, yeah, where yes, can people okay. head to? So if you go, just go to my website. It is um, www.elenasblairphotography.com. I have a ton of free resources right on my homepage for photographers. Um, and then Sandra and I's um, Lady Boss workshops is ladybossworkshops.com. So pretty easy. You can get right to our YouTube channel from there. Um, we have blog posts, all kinds of free content there as well. And then I'm on Instagram, Elena S. Blair underscore photography. So I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's where you contacted yeah. me. I was really glad. Um, Elena, where, where are we going to see next? Are you going to be speaking anywhere soon? Um, what's no, your, what's your no, I have no more speaking engagements for this year. I feel like what's weird is that 2019 is already piling. It's starting to, <laughs> I feel like I have the first half of 2019 scheduled, but, um, I have one more retreat that I'm hosting this year in Maine with my friend Bree. Um, and then everything else is just local and online. I'm going to be in New York doing a class with Adorama. Um, I haven't got the date set for that yet, but I will be, I think, either on their YouTube channel or um, on their Facebook Live. But that's pretty casual. So nothing big yet on the on the schedule for the rest of the year. Just kind of moving along as, as normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Likewise, likewise. Elena, thank you so much for being on today's episode, um, for sharing your ideas, your beliefs. I think I think that you've really kind of made a lot of people feel welcomed 
um, who I'm sure have been listening for a little while. And for that, I'm, I'm super grateful. Uh, and if you felt that way, if as, as you were listening to Elena, can you do me a favor? Can you go reach out to her on Instagram and DM her and just be like, I listened to that episode and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for standing up for women. Thank you for standing up for this industry. Thank you for standing up for making money. Thank you for standing up for shoot and burn, <laughs> like whatever it is that you need to do. Um, I would love for you to express that gratitude to her. That would be really freaking rad. Um, All Elena, right. we'll thank talk you. soon. It was awesome. Podcast listeners, I hope that you took so much away from this conversation with Elena and myself. I want to invite you guys to something. If you have a question, if you want to reach out to me, if you want to maybe uh, recommend someone to come on the podcast or simply just say hi, DM me on Instagram. That's where it all goes down. That's going to be the best way to get in touch with me. So head over to Instagram and follow me at J, the letter J, J Ben Hartley on Instagram and shoot me a DM. Let me know that you found me on the podcast. This is the best way to be in touch. And also, this is where all the value drops. Anytime there's a new YouTube video, YouTube series, podcast episode, uh, anything that I'm doing, workshop, conference, mentoring, coaching, it all happens on Instagram. So reach out, DM me there, Jabin Hartley on Instagram. I will see you in the DM. Otherwise, on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. <laughs>